You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the podcast. Hey, I'm blown away as we record this podcast to tell you that this is episode number 398. Hope you almost made the 400th episode. Almost, yeah. <laughs> I'm back with Hope Smith. I promised yesterday to have Hope back, uh, and she is back today so that she can share a little bit more about her call to ministry at Carterville and honestly what God has been doing for 20 years mm-hmm. to bring us to this point. So, Hope, thanks for making time to be back on the podcast. I'm glad to be here. So I enjoyed the content from yesterday. It was really neat for me to reflect back on what God Mm -hmm. did when He spoke to you at Metro and how that impacted us as a search committee on our roller coaster Mm -hmm. of trying to predict God's timing. Mm -hmm. But what I want to do today is I want to look a little farther backward, and Mm -hmm. I want to look forward a little bit. So this is what I'd like to accomplish, right? A lot of our church family has known you for 14 years. Mm -hmm. God called you and Chris in August of 2007, I think. To yes. come to Carterville, and you came as our worship pastor's wife, right? Correct. Now, you've served in tons of roles here, mm-hmm. but what I want to make sure people know is that for 14 years, a lot of them have known you as Hope Smith, Chris's wife, mm-hmm. but what they might not know is that God has been using you in ministry and preparing you for ministry for years. And so mm-hmm. I want to go back and show them just a little bit of snapshot of just some of the history you have with the Lord. And so uh, fun fact to kick off our podcast before uh-huh. we go back to the seminary days and those kinds of things. Uh-huh. Is, um, not only are you qualified to do preschool and children's ministry, but you did it for years. You have a seminary degree in it. And in fact, before Carterville called Chris, Carville called Hope. <laughs> That's, hey, that is correct. What if, Funny what if story. We, what if we start there? What if we go back to, okay. to 15 years ago right. to a phone call with Brother Hogan? Right. So about 15 years ago, um, Brother Hogan, Brother Leland Hogan, who was the pastor of Carterville at the time, he called me um, because at the recommendation of a friend of mine, her daughter was a member here at Carterville, and Carterville was looking for a children's minister, and... Um, and my my friend who was here in this church, her mother was a retired children's minister and said, you need to give them Hope's name. And so Brother Hogan called me and shared with me that their church was looking for a children's minister and was wondering if I would submit a resume. And the interesting thing was at the time I was engaged to Chris And so I share with Brother Hogan how honored I was that he would call, but the timing (laughs) was just not great. (laughs) You you were a full-time preschool and children's minister at a church in Louisiana at this time. Correct. I was actually sitting in my office at First Baptist Church, Natchitoches, Louisiana, when Brother Hogan called. And um, in my office there was right next door to Chris, who was our worship pastor at First Baptist Natchitoches, and I was engaged to Chris at the time. And so I shared that with Brother Hogan that that I was engaged to be married. In fact, I was engaged to our, our worship pastor, and um, and Brother Hogan said, oh, well, interesting. We're looking for one of those, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin just left. Right, yeah. and so 
anyway, one thing led to another, and um, and the funny thing is that the music search committee ended up talking with Chris a few months down the road. We we told them to take my name out of the hat for children's ministry, and and one thing led to another. And as you know, Chris ended up coming here as the worship pastor at Carterville, and I came as his newlywed wife <laughs> to to and and I was at a season of just learning how to be married and and being a worship pastor's wife. And so um, that's just kind of a funny story. Oh, it's a fan. It's a, <laughs> so here we are. And so what's interesting is here we are, you know, 14 years later, and Carterville's calling you again mm-hmm. <laughs> to say, mm-hmm. hey, uh, can we have your resume? We would, we'd like to talk to you about ministry at Carterville. So, right. it's so it's so neat to me to see that full circle. Yeah. Hope, how'd you prepare for ministry? How'd you know God was calling you into ministry? Well, so let me just go back to when I was 10 years old. Let's do it. <laughs> because that's when the Lord saved me. That's when I became aware that um, I needed Jesus in my life. And um, and that's when I became a Christian. It's when I asked Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. So um, as a child, um, growing up in the Lord, growing up in a Christian home, um, I, I loved the Lord, and I grew in Him, and I grew to know Him as my best friend, truly. And um, and there were, there were people who invested in me and who just pointed me to the ways of Jesus and how to walk with Him daily. And um, when I went to college, as a freshman in college, I did not know what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew that I loved Jesus, and I knew that I loved children. And, um, you know, as, as a high school student, um, I did a lot of babysitting. <laughs> and um, and then when I got to college, um, an interesting thing happened where, like, I, I had walked with the Lord and was a Christian, but I had never really serve the Lord and and understood a whole lot about using my gifts for Him in ministry. But as a freshman in college, um, the Lord began to put opportunities in front of me to serve on different teams through um, the Baptist Student Union um, to go and do things like summer missions. And the Lord used those opportunities in my life to show me that serving Him was really what I wanted to do with my life. I didn't know um, fully like what that would mean because in my mind or what I had seen, it seemed that Lord the Lord used a lot of men <laughs> to be pastors and um, youth ministers and, and worship pastors, but I didn't know what my place as a woman would be in ministry. I even thought at a time maybe it would be to serve Him in missions, but... Um, I began, my major was elementary education, and um, I I started out at Delta State University, but then my junior year of college, um, after two summers of doing summer missions, I felt the Lord was leading me to transfer um, to a different college, and I, I, I transferred to Union University, which is a Baptist college in Jackson, Tennessee. Beautiful campus, beautiful um, place. Um, my, I have my I have grandparents from that area of West Tennessee, and so I was familiar with that college. But um, I really wanted to study in a place where. Um, I could learn how to do things like teaching or, or whatever career path God had for me, but but with a ministry mindset. So that's why I ended up awesome. transferring awesome. schools. Um, and while I was at that college, um, I was getting ready to do my student teaching. I was actually going to be a student teacher in the fall. Um, 
my last year of college. Um, so the summer before my student teaching in the fall, um, a church in the area needed someone to come and work with their kids for the summer. And someone at my college who worked in an office there at the university gave that church my name. <laughs> and so um, I went just to be with them for the summer in sort of an interim capacity. Yeah, sure. um, I had no idea what being a children's minister even looked like. I grew up in a small church. We didn't have a children's minister, um, but I knew that I loved kids. I loved teaching. And so I started applying some of the things that I was learning in my education background with college and all, to how, how can I use that in the church? And, um, and God really grew that ministry um, that summer and grew, grew me in some tremendous ways. There were some um, young adults in the church who were very supportive and helpful and taught me so much and trusted me with so much when I felt I really knew so little. Um, but as a result of that, they ended up, when I graduated from college, offering me a full-time job. Oh, wow. And so I ended up going from the interim yeah. <laughs> to their children's minister. And, um, and I served there for a while before getting to a point in my life where I felt like I needed more education. And that's when I ended up at New Orleans Seminary so to work went, on my master's. you went to the same, same seminary that I went Correct. to? Correct. Mm-hmm. We actually had a class together I think so. Yes. I think I think it, my first semester may have been one of your, your last. That sounds about so. right. I remember being in class in death, loss, and grief with you. Yeah, I do remember <laughs> that. Phenomenal class for me. But yeah. uh, awkward yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I, I met you there Correct. years ago. And you pursued a degree from the seminary in what? Master's I, in Art and Christian Education? I did a Master of Art in Christian education. And um, with that degree, you you do a, a concentration. My concentration was actually social work, but I did um, do children's ministry classes while I was there. Got it. Too. Okay. So, so God took you from there into lots of different ministry roles. For example, you went, Your was your first church Natchitoches? Was it First Baptist Natchitoches? Well, my first church was First Baptist Henderson, Tennessee, right. which right. was right after my time at Union. Yeah, you already told us that. So, yeah, I missed and, that. And after seminary, I wasn't sure where I was headed next. Actually, while I was in seminary, I served a church in New Orleans. This Edgewater. Edgewater Baptist Church. Great church in New Orleans. Yes. Great church. And, a great, and, great pastor. And an interesting, um, it was a different, different, you know, every church has their own culture, their own personality. Edgewater was a when I went there was a church that was was in decline. It was struggling. It was in the middle of the city of New Orleans. Um and and Jim Shaddix became our pastor and he was at the seminary and, and he brought in a lot of seminary um professors and students that really helped grow the church. And while I was there, he um offered me an opportunity to be an intern at the church in children's ministry and and Intern in that setting meant you are the children's minister, yeah, we just but you weren't going to consider up. you an intern, right, because of pay and those kind of things. And so I got to serve in a church that needed someone to help build a children's ministry awesome. from very little. And so, um, and and there were so many missional type opportunities because of the setting that, yeah. that we were in. So, so. So Hendersonville, Tennessee, Edgewater Baptist Church, First Baptist Church of Natchitoches, all these, all mm-hmm. these experiences, and then and I have to correct. It's not Hendersonville, Tennessee, because there there is a Hendersonville, Tennessee, but I was in Henderson, which is in actually West Tennessee. Thank you for correcting me because, <laughs> because when people call us Cartersville, I feel, right? You know, I, I feel the need to say, "Hey, come on, no, it's yeah. Carterville, yeah, no, yeah." Right. yeah. Okay, so so Henderson, Tennessee, yes, 
Edgewater, Natchitoches, and and then yes. even in the time that you've been at Carterville, we've known you for 14 years as Chris's wife, but I think you've done more ministry here mm. and for the state of Mississippi than mm. people realize. For example, I know for the last several years, you've been leading a statewide uh, children's camp for music mm. and worship arts, correct? Right. That's SMAC Camp, um, which stands for Summer Music and Arts Camp for Kids. Uh, it's, a, it's a worship arts camp for third through sixth graders that is sponsored by the Mississippi Baptist Convention Church Music Department. I know we, we've taken our kids there. Ken's mm-hmm. been. He's enjoyed it. You know, Carterville kids have gone. Right. You know, so that's a camp that I've been familiar with for a long time. How uh, how many years have you been leading that? Oh, over? goodness. <laughs> I mean, set, like, I, I've lost count because truly when we when we came to Carterville, um, let's see, Kenan was two years old and I started working with SMAC. Yeah. Just as their recreation director, yeah. Um, I met their director at a conference with Chris, yeah. <laughs> and we connected. And she knew of some of my experiences with children. I had worked on staff with Century Kid Camp, and so she became aware of that and wanted some similar things from Century Kid applied That's at Snack. Fantastic. And so that that led to me working with her. Yeah. And then when she retired, she recommended me for her job as the director. So which that also brings up that you you worked Centric Kid staff when yes. you were when you were in college? Uh, when I was in seminary. Fantastic. And and Infuge camp. Started with Infuge and then Centric Kid. And when you were in college mm-hmm. you served in the Pacific Northwest on vacation Bible school teams for summer missions. Correct. Yes. So if if we just sat here and thought about it, <laughs> hope you've done lots of ministry. And I like variety. (laughs) I do a lot of different kinds of things. Um, Maybe that's the way the Lord keeps me from getting bored. (laughs) And I know even here a couple of years ago, you were our uh, preschool Sunday school director. You oversaw Mm -hmm. our preschool ministry for a little while. I did. um, In Sunday school Mm -hmm. environments. So. Let's shift gear from gears from backwards to forward. I, I wanted people to know that mm. God had been developing these skills and used you, and that for a lot of people who who just knew you because they see you in the pew, but they didn't know your background, mm. I wanted them to have a chance to hear a little bit of your experience and Thanks. resume. Yeah. But let's talk about the the future. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about looking forward. Okay. A little bit of vision about preschool. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. preschool. I tell people preschool is more than babysitting. I know that for some people they think, <laughs> oh, we need to we need to have a nursery so that I can go to church. Right. 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 There's so much more. Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. And I have said all along, I just, I don't want to be a glorified babysitter. I don't want, um, I don't want this position to be viewed as just somebody to coordinate the nursery. Like it really is my desire to, um, to make our preschool ministry a place where people see life change. Um, because when we minister well, to babies and preschoolers, we are ministering to an entire family, perhaps. And I think when we can do it well, um, we can see how meaningful a ministry, preschool ministry, is. And 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 I I don't know about you, but I am more inclined to want to be a part of something that I see this makes a difference yeah. and this is making a difference for the kingdom rather than just. Using my time, <laughs> so hey, hey, one of my visions for my kids that I think translates really well to church. If a family will think about it, right? Is I remember when we had Curry, you know, mm. our oldest. Mm. One of the thoughts that was really, really clear to me is I thought, you know, what if somebody asks him one day, mm. when did he learn about Jesus? When mm. did he know that God loved him? When when did he first realize, you know, the key Bible stories, mm-hmm. you know, what God did through King David? 
it was important to me to say, I, I don't want, I want him to say, gosh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, I've always known that. Like, right. since the crib, mm-hmm. I've grown knowing that God loved me, that God had a plan for my life, that yes. Jesus was the, the rightful king over me. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we can impact so much of our kids' worldview by just, by, by helping them encounter Christ in a in a loving way yes. in the crib. Right. And right. then as they begin to walk around and play and socialize, just that church is a place I want to be. Anyway, and, that said. And the, the exciting thing when you think about preschool ministry in a church, the preschool ministry is the first glimpse of yeah. what church is like to yeah, a child. Right. And so if they can walk into our preschool ministry and feel like this is a safe place, I am loved here, I'm cared for. I want to be here. Yeah. Um, that creates a positive view of what church could be like for yeah. the rest of their lives. And and I think, too, it speaks volumes to parents when they feel comfortable leaving their child in the preschool ministry um, because there are trusted adults there ready to receive them, to love on them, and to share Jesus with them. And, and we can do that starting with infants, in yeah. our arms, when we're rocking them, we can sing to them. We can share Bible stories with them. We can play. We can teach through our play to preschoolers. And um, I don't want our church to miss those kind of opportunities yeah. when they are so young, fresh, and impressionable. Yeah. Um, I want to impact kids yeah. from the from the moment they enter our doors. So. I think about. I think about some of the legacy folks that have just served, that God put in preschool. I think mm-hmm. about the Tynes family. You know, I think about the way Tammy Rainey has served back there sometimes. I think about so many people. That, I, one that's recently comes to mind is, you know, Frances Timms. Miss Frances mm-hmm. passed away, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, at, at her funeral, mm-hmm. I was just thinking about how many Carterville people, she, my wife included, yeah. you know, that she rocked them in the nursery. She right. sang to them for Jesus' name. Yeah. And some of the first taste of Carterville community that that Lindsay and so many other adults at Carterville ever experienced was in the preschool from some of these people that volunteered back there and were those first impressions right. of church community. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's very powerful and and shouldn't be overlooked. And so I'm excited that God is is working to 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 put me back there and to be a part of um of of that kind of ministry. So. Well, I yeah, hope some of the things that you do well, I mean, you, you, you build and lead teams well, and you organize things really, really well. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to see how you use those gifts to help kids be able to have environments where they're going to connect with Jesus in a way that is safe, that's loving, mm-hmm. that's positive, that's strong. I just, I'm really excited mm-hmm. that God's bringing you to create, uh, you know, this next season mm-hmm. of first impressions for Christ's sake. So thanks I, for coming. I'm excited too. And um, before we close, if I could just say yeah, like, if you're out there and and you're listening and and you're thinking I haven't I've never served in preschool ministry or or maybe um maybe this might be something I might want to be a part of like just just listen um to what what God might speak to your heart about keep your ears and eyes open for what might happen in the in the coming months because um one of the first things I will want to do is focus attention on building some teams to serve and um, and just to um, to create a it, and we've got a good team. I'm not saying, but I'm just saying I want to strengthen well, our teams. Here, here's and, the reality, hope the people don't understand this probably, but the preschool ministry, 
that is our highest capacity volunteer mm-hmm. base in the church. Yep. Like we need more volunteers to run the preschool effectively Correct. than yeah. any other system in our church. Because, you know, you, you you have your Sunday school teachers that teach every week, but then you have your extended care volunteers mm-hmm. who come and work with kids during church. But but those folks, you don't want to overuse them, so you have to rotate right. through that huge volunteer base so that everybody gets to have their weeks in service and their weeks in church. Correct. And Correct. so for that reason, you know, it takes an army. Right, right. To right. lead the preschool well. Right. And there's so many other things for the future we would love to see happen yep. beyond just some of the things we're doing now, yep. like Sunday school, Wednesday nights, extended care. I mean, I would love to see us get to a point where there are things we could do throughout the week to minister to parents and babies with um Things during the week that moms could come to Bible studies yeah. or or play groups or um, even beyond that. Um, well, and just helping connect with those new babies that come and the new yes. families and equip them. Yeah, I'm excited about a lot of things that you've told me that you want to do. A lot of things that we've talked about, and I look forward to seeing them happen. So, step one: Hey, if you're listening to the podcast, why don't you consider? volunteering in preschools. Some grandparents out there that have done a great job mm-hmm. for years. Maybe it's time for you to come out of retirement and get back in the preschool for a season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, new families to the church, you know, young families. Maybe if you're a college student looking for a place to serve, mm-hmm. we would love to have you in preschool. So absolutely. let me offer a quick advertisement. I want to <laughs> encourage parents and interested volunteers to join us in the Fellowship Hall uh, Thursday evening, September the 9th. We're going to have dinner, Letha's Barbecue. And we're going to hear a little bit from Search Committee and from Hope so that you guys can understand what God's done uh, as we prepare to vote on September 12th on the Search Committee's recommendation to call you Hope Smith as our preschool minister. Hey, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks, man.